Sign up to Rough Trade Club, the ultimate subscription for vinyl enthusiasts. Get money off online and in store and access to sold out events and discounts at Rough Trade East, Rough Trade West, Bristol, Liverpool and all over the UK. Join Rough Trade Club plus new music to receive an exclusive variant of their album of the month every month. Head to roughtrade.com slash club and when you use the voucher code club101pod, you'll get a third off your first three months. That's at roughtrade.com slash club and you can get a third off your first three months by using the voucher code club101pod. Do you play in bands? I did for the longest time. And I wish that I knew that DistroKid was a thing. I don't even think it existed back then. DistroKid makes music distribution fun and easy with unlimited uploads and artists keep 100% of your royalties and earnings. A million plus artists rely on DistroKid to get their music on Spotify, Apple, YouTube, TikTok, Tidal, Instagram, and all the major streaming services. When you get DistroKid, you can see a DistroKid bank and withdraw your earnings. You get notified when you've earned royalties and you can withdraw via the app. And you can even check your streaming stats on Spotify. Spotify and Apple. Get 30% off your first year on DistroKid by going to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. 30% off for your first year. That's not bad. We know it's a tough world out there. Why don't you make it easier for yourself? And to get 30% off that free year as an artist where you get 100% of your royalties and earnings, go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash 101pod. All right, stay with me. I'll be right back after this. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. You're listening to 101 Part-Time Jobs. It's the podcast where I, Giles Bidder, speak to bands and artists about their experiences of trying to make it work. On today's episode, I speak to Angus Rogers, who fronts Opus Kink. Their new EP has just been announced. My Eyes, Brother, it's called. Out the 19th of May on Nice Swan Records, who've been serving up some pretty delicious records over the years. Quite interesting and immediate records that span indie, punk, experimental, rock. They're quite twisting. They're quite immediate. Go and have a dig at Nice Swan Records. In the past, they've put out Sports Team, Pip Blom, English Teacher, that's three pretty excellent names. And Opus Kink's new EP is out through them on the 19th of May. They've released a new track called 118. Sorry I'm being rude and talking over it. And they're an interesting band, as you're about to hear. They're part of an improv group. Yeah, I like it. Thanks to Matty Ashton 
for setting this up. And cheers to 2000 Trees for supporting the podcast. 2000 Trees is a great medium rock festival down in Cheltenham, just a few hours away from London on the train. And the lineup for this July is looking pucker. They've just announced Soft Play, formerly known as Slaves, headlining the Friday night. Bullet for My Valentine and Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes are the other headliners. And there's tons of excellent bands playing across the weekend. The Bronx, Bad Nerves, Martha, Get Kate, Wear Kate, Fly, Prima Queen, Hell is for Heroes, Cancer Bats, who are also doing a Black Sabbath cover set as Bat Sabbath, which is obviously going to be excellent. Those are just a few names at 2000 Trees this year. If you want to go, if you want to have a Wednesday to Saturday, camping amongst the trees, seeing excellent bands, it's 2000 Trees. 2000trees.co.uk. And if you use the voucher code at checkout 101pod, you get 20 quid straight off that ticket. That's 2000trees.co.uk using the voucher code 101pod to get a free score. I'll be doing some live interviews for 101 part-time jobs Friday morning if you want to wake up first thing and have a brew with me then you can do that as well alright here's Angus Rogers of Opus Kink here on 101 part-time jobs go well cheers I, I realised looking back on it and I'm 31 now, and I toured a lot in my 20s. I really, I look back on it and realised we didn't really talk too much about, you know, the strategy of survival. <laughs> yeah. Because I suppose part of the thing is that, like, say if like Opus Kink gets offered to play a gig next week, which I'm sure happens, like things happen last last minute. Yeah. Then you have to you have to be there for it. You have to make time for it. Yeah. So how have, you know, it's a big question, isn't it? But like, you know, when I say that stuff, are there any particular times that come to mind, recent or further back? I mean, that that feels like quite a constant thing. The uh, there, there were lots last year, which was our first busy, it was our busiest year yet, which, you know, is that you hope it takes that linear trajectory at least for a while. Yeah, I mean, there's a big sense that, anyone would be lucky to get that, you know, because that's yeah. a that's a big sort of weird aspect of it. It's a bit of a guilt trip, isn't it? It's like people yeah. would love to do what you're doing kind of vibe. I mean, there, there's there's been plenty of times that we've had to say no to something because it's next week, but we just, we you know, people have to work or people are, um, you know, for example, Jack who plays trumpet is, you know, he's, he's booked up for the next, six months because he's an amazing musician in lots of bands right. so it's i think learning to bear the burden of uh, another thing will come even in this culture of you know take take everything and uh you you must expose yourself to the bone in every opportunity and you've got five other members lives yeah, to, us, to yeah. work with i mean it's it's, it's fucking hard, hard enough doing our own lives isn't it i don't know how we do do it with because with six people you know and it's it's not just getting off work it's then six people hotels or six people what they're doing the next day and six people um but you make it happen just be very <laughs> relaxed to not let it get on top of you yeah i mean yeah it's it's kind of like learning to learning to balance anything it's like learning to balance a relationship and not letting anything get things on top of you i mean yeah. with this ep that's coming out in may 
you know, it's it's going pretty well for Opus King. He said last year was sort of the the first year that you were busy. Mm. You know, is that kind of like um do you have to kind of reframe your like your weeks and reframe your your schedule and like your routine to try and, you know, allow it because kind of touching it earlier, but there's, there is that thing in, in bands. If you get offered something, you think, like, oh, fuck, might not get offered it again. You know, there's yeah. a big, I mean, you tell me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I will. There's an element <laughs> of like you get one chance or, you, you know, it's, it's quite like a rare thing. How do you kind of, how do you take that on board? Like, how do you process that personally, do you think? I think in a way, I and we generally, the band, um, have learned somehow to at certain points step out of that the the culture of that of the um the, there's something i'm very grateful for in this group which is the allowances that are made in both directions you know people sacrifice but we're also no one's going to get angry with anyone for not being able to do something because you know they've got to go to a funeral or they've got to go and play uh, something that they've been locked in for mm. and uh, a certain kind of element of you know obviously momentum is key but not not becoming slave to it yeah. which for which for a new band sounds kind of against the grain a little bit but that's that's important for your 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 mind and your soul it seems that. like that for longevity as well because if you went really hard and did everything for the next couple of years you know you might play all the showcases you know the, yeah. the, the, the things might go well the festivals might happen but then there's always the question of what is next i mean there's always going to be a what's next yeah and i think the the what's next remaining an open and an attempt to make it a, a relatively stress-free what's next you know, an ex an excitement rather than a a dread or a need to to be ne a neurotic cunt about everything. You know? Do you do you write from lived experiences? Would you say? Do you write from your own experiences? Of course I do, but it but it it might not seem like that <laughs> a lot of the time. You know, someone asking me in the past, you know, why why are you always writing about you know kind of biblical figures or fucking cowboys like, well i'm like yeah man but it's me come on it's just the uh just the veils of creation well it's, it's yeah. good imagination you know we all we all have someone that we that we look at in the mirror that's not what not what other people see yeah and i think that that mirror is um you know there's the 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 different things that you could you know the different lights the different angles are, are the different ways of writing which is maybe one of the more pretentious things that i've ever said but <laughs> you get them. this is the place for it you're you're good you're good here. It's, it's, it's a safe space do you think that like a big part of writing you know looking to write looking for the future and like giving yourself you know a bit of rope or a bit of space or Give them enough rope. Yeah, help yeah, yourself. <laughs> but you, you, but like you, you, I guess you know, is that part of it for you when you step outside that culture, like you say? Is it has it? to come when it comes. We can discipline ourselves, but um, when it comes down to it, there's you do have to give yourself the the leeway, the rope, and and give yourself not too much of a hard time if it 
if it doesn't come yeah straight away and I, yeah that um the general feeling of allowance within a group and within one's own life is a uh, it's not something that often comes easily, you know, it's a kind of discipline in itself to be undisciplined. <laughs> um, is that, would you say that's sort of one of the lessons that you've learned with Opus Kink or, or in the last few years at least with not giving yourself too much of a hard time? I think, you know, if I was 21 years old and, you know, there's all of this, this is making us sound very lax, you know, we go in, we go hard, of course, but I think we give ourselves fewer allowances if we were kind of you know a teenage band chomping at the bit with stars in our eyes and all of that um, could i ask how old you are i'm 28 years old so that's quite a funny period of time i think because i think it was i was about i was about 26 or 27 when i like i stopped trying to be the person i was trying to be in terms of like a salaried job for example yeah yeah which is like one like sort of cornerstone or one kind of plinth of you know Mm. what you're kind of sold when you're younger what's your story in terms of you know your 20s i suppose of like your 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 mindset of like wanting to do creative stuff or maybe trying to keep it safe how how did you navigate that shit i'd only been in one band before this one when i was 17 and we um we all wore parkers and it was kind of like oasis but with the thinnest most effeminate reedy voice and we wanted, you know, we wanted to be Liam Gallagher and we had the stars in our eyes. And if you weren't going to be the biggest band in the world, um, then there was no point. And I think we played two gigs. And, you know, before I was, before I was, you know, 19, I was like, right, I've had enough of this rock and roll lifestyle. You know, I think we played three gigs or something like that. And uh, I kind of, that, that went away for me, which wasn't a sad thing. I thought I'd kind of broken through and, uh, I was, I did lots of different things, but I always had the writing. I was like, right, I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a novelist now. Um, You know, which comes with all the same stars in the eyes. Might be a little different, but um, but the the music thing and navigating the uh, ambition that, thankfully, I think had had gone away and stayed away for a long time until I was about. I think I was 24 when we started this group. Right. Um, at which point I was working in an office. I was, it was my, the only salary job I've ever had at an insurance firm in Hove by Brighton. Yeah. Um, and that was when we started this group, it was, there was more of a sense of we, we're doing this for fun. And if, you know, if we ever play, if we play a show outside of Brighton or London, then great, yeah. um, which was which felt necessary for me. Yeah, I mean that's 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 a pretty good weekend, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, it was kind of Friday comes and we might have a show at a pub in Brighton. Yeah, and that that was you know well great. This is really fun. One thing I've, I've, it makes me think of is that right now with this podcast and you know I'm I like interviewing bands and you know on this level on you know for me that's what i'm trying to do full time and so this keeps yeah. me busy um got a little bit of sponsorship here and there but when i have those days where i don't get many emails like it feels like a really fucking long day yeah and i wonder if that's a similar thing with playing in groups i th- i mean the 
it's good for morale to feel busy, even if the busyness constitutes emails mm. rather than getting in a room or writing music. Um, so that the the more that happens and the more constant the uh, updates and the news and the the schedules are, yeah, um, that does you know the the same as for you you know little drips drips and drops here and there of the stuff that will actually enable you to keep going but um you do keep going by dint of the of the other things the busyness and the potential and the thing around the corner as i said before the thing around the corner hopefully being excitement or excitement in the unknown rather than cold dread yeah excitement in the adventure I think that's that's one thing that I think that pulls a lot of people. That's a that's a, a rope or a string that a lot of people joins people together. It's the key to the maintenance of it. I think is is not allowing missteps or you know perceived missteps to um, to drown you in despair or anything like that. I suppose you, you're going to be like growing up in public a little bit, or, or growing in public. As a yeah. band doing your first EPs, you know, if, especially if you get some, you know, upstream, you know, uh, spotlighting on the first few releases. Yeah. We've tasted the uh, the thrill of getting a nice email or phone call or playing an amazing show. Gro- growing in the in the public eye at this stage has to be taken with a heavy pinch of salt, I think, because it is a thrill. And there's elements of it that are addictive, but it's 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 not the you know the meteoric rise to stardom that you had imagined with your um, you know Gallagher bangs yeah. back in uh, 2012 whatever it was. I have to say, mad respect to all those <laughs> bands. I love it. I think that's like there's if people if people are doing no matter who you are if you're doing something good and you're putting out good energy and maybe you're a bit cocky doing it. That's that's a yeah. thrill. That's a that's a cool thing. I think the 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 cockiness is such a fine line to tread because there's you you want your bands to be cocky in some ways, but then there's the 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 cocksure uh, boys club in sunglasses situation, which which can go too far and leads leads to you know rifts. Yeah. Sometimes, but then it it is also a an attractive part of the whole thing for you and for for people watching on. You mentioned earlier wanting to be a writer, and presumably you were reading a lot. Was it sort of beat stuff, and was it some of the the US stuff that you were reading? I read that stuff. I I liked um I liked I've always liked American things, not not too heavily the the Kerouac Ginsburg. Um, thing I kind of I think I felt quite superior after a while of not being the person reading on the road on the tube um, which is obviously very self-satisfied in its own way or Matt McCarthy and William Faulkner and that kind of thing which which gives rise or came out of all of that stuff as well I mean I, I just draw the line there because I want it there's there's lots of characters there where you realise there's more than one just type of person that you think there is. You, yeah. you know what I mean? And, and to me, uh, reading reading some Ginsberg, Kerouac, has like Bukowski, it, it does make me realise that 
there are more than you know you can be the same kind of white okay let's take for instance like the wino character you can yeah. have like a million types of winos you yeah. know what i mean and that's given a bit of um a bit of rise to me being like oh yeah it doesn't matter who people think you are there's still a you still got a very individual stamp on you yeah uh, that's that's when when that's done well um i think that's you know the exposing the the brilliance of mundanity yeah if that's if that's related at all i think it's exposing normal lives and normal inner lives especially if they're um broken in one way or another i feel very um comforted when i read that sort of exploring the you know exposing the the fuckery the bullshittery of the mundanity you know the the facade so many people cleave to it is because it's it's uh you know it's a relatability but a relatability with a with a certain amount of uh kind of uh filthy attractiveness but people like people like you know the worms bringing it back shamelessly to 101 part-time jobs it is that's a big part of it i think you know when you're speaking to people who are writing people who are playing people who are making something from nothing i think there's there's something in that that's there's a bit of magic i think yeah i think because it can seem like such a small thing whether you're doing something like your podcast or if you're trying to make art there's something from nothing there's it's it can seem so small and pathetic but i think if you embrace that and let it be that and then it can become something else entirely and that's where you know that's the uh, the excitement of just around the corner or the 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 adventure in small things do you find an identity in opus kink like do you do you, do you, do you feel good in yourself you know, for the last few years and doing what you're doing? I do completely. And I, the identity is an ongoing thing which will never reach its full form, which I like very much. Um, and the, the, the mixing of the identity that you're creating and letting it be known that you are making this thing from thin air, but where, where that crosses with, you know, the self that you know or the self that, the thing that other people think they know about you or what you're trying to do and it it gets tied in a horrific knot that hopefully will be a greater look at it's a ball of yarn it's a ball of fucking yarn opus kink when I, I used to write a column for the eye paper and I remember getting the press release through and put it in straight away because I love the tune and I looked at a photo and I thought, wow, you look, you look, look quite funny. You look like quite fun to hang out with. And mm. I, I think that's quite a brilliant thing. I certainly grew up being a bit like black jeans, black t-shirt, you know, whereas I think inside I was a bit more technicolor than that. And I, and I yeah. big, big respect to people who can, who can dress technicolor. I think there's, We've given ourselves uh, an excuse to be more colourful or to, you know, try and appear that way. You know, we're, everyone's as boring and as exciting as the next person. But you suddenly you have a framework in which you can uh, package or express things in hopefully whichever way you like. 
which has been a, a center point for us to, you know, to have the as little restraint as possible in that sense. And that, that becomes more apparent and more, more of a buzz as time goes on, you know, it can be this today, it can be this tonight, or you don't have to, you don't have to be any of it. And it's, you know, it's still just dressing up really, just get the dressing up box out. One of the side effects of that is kind of allowing other people to feel like they can do the same. I think you can never underestimate how your actions can, can allow people, you know, can, can, um, uh, be, be permissible for other people. Well, every good band has, in my opinion, has had a kind of pirate crew, uh, desert cult thing about them that you want to know more about. And, you know, your favorite bands, you want to dress like them, you want to sound like them. Yeah, you want to talk like them. And it's, you know, it's it's the gang mentality. So there's there's something that if you could only get closer, then you might become a part of it. Yeah. Which which is something to strive for. Or something to try and emulate anyway. Definitely. I mean with with what it's like in the moment at the UK at least, with I'm talking about press here and talking about like places where Opus Kink would like to be, you know, there's kind of limited places. It's kind of six music. It's the Guardian. Yeah. What's that like when you look towards that kind of stuff? Because because that's the plat. Those are the platforms that a lot of people will hear of you about. Probably like half the people. I don't know fucking numbers, but do you know what I mean? Like at least a good third of people who discover any b- music now is through is through a blog or it's through the radio. When you get it, it's great, and when you don't get it, it's bullshit, and you don't need it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um. That's, that's also something that needs a good pinch of salt with it. Yeah, big time. I mean, growing up. Reading and Leeds, the lock-up stage was great because there was some good yeah. punk rock on there, some good rock and roll, some good reggae. That was where me and my mates went every time. And it's I don't actually know where that exists in like the sort of the outside of a local scale. You know, you have to look for that kind of thing or make it yourself. Um, kind of setting setting the scene for what you'd like to do is as important as doing the thing. Yeah, and there's also the goes with the gang mentality. Is if there's, you know, if you're part of the crew, then you need the ship. So you need to, you need to in, engender that space, which is really hard. Um, but then you see other people doing it. You see little micro, you know, organisms popping up all over the place. And it, how, however far these things go, if you're there for the time that they're kind of blooming or kind of struggling on the ground um but you're there for it that's uh that's an addictive thing do you find that in brighton are you at home in brighton is your is your ship in brighton i'm at home in south london where i live so we we formed in brighton but all but one of us now live in london and but moving to london there was there's kind of a debate i'm sure everywhere but especially in brighton there seems people going now you don't need to go up there to do things you can do it down here which which is fine but i found since we moved just the 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 gangs and the microclimates that i was talking about just now they're they're much more readily available to slop into um or to you know build from scratch if you're so inclined definitely 
and every, everything's here. And if you have an idea, you can call up someone and you can go and do it and you can yeah. make it happen. If you want to play you the bird's do... nest, I can put it on. Yeah, let's do it, man. Yeah, we've, we've, um, we've never actually done a show, us at the bird's nest, but we've done lots of, there's an improv thing um, that we do with lots of other bands and I've done some solo shows there and it's, that, that feels like a, especially it being down the road from where we work on the music, that, that feels like a, a kind of an R thing situation. Nice. Which is the main aim is to have our thing and hopefully if people are listening and they like it, they want it to be their thing as well. It's called The Hand of God. Is anyone who's around, um, there are, there's a band called Fake Turins who are kind of um, led by the uh, savant uh, Dominic Rose and they're kind of, God knows what they are, kind of space rock disco um smorgasbord they're sadly not going to be around for much longer because they're moving on to other projects but they it was them and us and then members of keg and members of other bands and you know whoever's mate is like oh yeah i'll do that tomorrow and then it's just get on stage and straight improv for an hour and sometimes it's fucking awful and sometimes it's uh, transcendent brilliant and it sounds very liberating yeah it, it doesn't matter if it's shit because you still had a good time and the next one will be good or not. You know? Yeah, brilliant. And if you find somewhere like the Bird's Nest where you can put on a show that's free entry, like that takes away the, the, the pressure element of it. Yeah, and there's there's so much of that. There's the George Tavern, there's the Windmill, there's places like the Bird's Nest and smaller pubs and cafes mm. where all you have to do is ask. Yeah. And you've got a night on next week. Yeah. And that's that goes a long way to alleviating any either a sense of uh, uh, self-importance or a sense of failure because there's always another facet that you can jump onto. Yeah, you can't fail. Yeah, that's, you know, if, you, if you're already uh, in the pit, then you can't fail. I like that that's a lot. That's a good message. <laughs> we took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Angus, thanks so much for being up for this. I really appreciate your time. I know it's a long one. Thank you so much for having me. I like to end these with asking people about work gaffes and, yeah. you know, some misstepped treads at work. <laughs> Doesn't make yeah. sense. Fuck ups at work, basically. I wonder if you've ever yeah. caused anyone some fiscal pain from your wrongdoings or perhaps you'd broken something or. Two that I can think of. It's the first one is the I um when I was working at this um life insurance job, which you know, thank thanks for the experience. It was good to do to know that I will never do that working office. But I um I spent a lot of the time just writing, you know, bullshit or or trying to write 
you know, some poetry or some lyrics in, in their little email box. I wrote to some filthy little limerick slagging off the guy who was sitting opposite me. And it was pretty obscene. And I accidentally sent it to a kind of quite an important elderly client. Um, <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was toast. But luckily he came back and, um, and he kept it between us because uh, he thought it was funny. So he's clearly one of the good ones. So there's not too much of a misstep. It's, it's good in hindsight. No, but that but, is one of those like sort of curl up and dry inside of yourself a little bit. You just kind of... Yeah, and I, I kind of started packing my fucking bag <laughs> as soon as I sent that. But it was all, it was all right in the end. Yeah. This seems to be a common one. It seems to be. I, was, I read something on Twitter today. Someone saying they had a meeting and then they sent sent an email to a mate, what they thought was a mate. Oh, fucking shit! Meeting. Yeah. It turns out they sent it to all the the attendees at the meeting. I mean, this yeah. this is the, the BCC field is is a big one. Yeah, it's it's a it's a it's a hard battleground. <laughs> But the, I think the the main one just has to be the long suffering pub where um, me and Jed, who plays saxophone in the band and who I live with, you might have seen him creeping across to I did. take chips out of the oven a minute ago. Chippy tea. Um, we used to work at a pub called The Village in Brighton. God bless them, and we put on some of our earliest shows there, and we used to have lots of inadvisable lock-ins. And the I don't I can't count the amount of um, second chances that I was given after leaving it in a horrible state, which is a you know a proper shit cunt thing to do. We were young, the twenties, but the you know the the debauchery there gave way to lots of other good things, and we still we still love each other, us and that pub. God bless them. It's hard to know when you when you're growing up and you you're getting on it. Sometimes there's um. There are some lines that you don't know existed until you go over them. Yeah, uh, but I think it was once the lines had been drawn and then doing it again <laughs> was was the uh, the insufferable thing. But they suffered it, so you know. And they never they never threatened further action. Yeah, never never threatened further action. Who knows what that would have been? But we uh, we had our way with them, and they had our way with us. So you know, every, everyone was lying down satisfied with a cigarette afterwards. We'd like to think. All's well that ends well. It ain't over yet, man. <laughs> My Eyes Brother is out in May. Mm -hmm. Exciting stuff. I'm very excited for it, yeah. You prepared it's, for uh, it? No, but who knows what that is. Yeah. Um, I feel uh, one of the things that I've learned doing this is that by the time the one project comes out, you're so deep in the next one that you've half forgotten about it. But that means that when it does come, you're surprised and excited by it afresh. Yeah, yeah. Um, which will happen with this one and I, I can't wait to play it live and expose myself in all the ways that I can make some nightmares every day yeah. there, therein lies the point yeah. <laughs> nice one Angus cheers then thank you very much Charles so there he was Angus Rogers of Opus Kink their new EP My Eyes Brother is out on the 19th of May through Nice One Records. See you next week with a couple of new episodes, including with Jim from Civic, the Melbourne punk band who have just released the pretty stunning record Taken by Force. All right, see you then. Here's Cox Barra. I've been working all day for me, mate, on the side. Running around like a blue ass fly. I've been working, yeah, I've been working all day for me, mate. Every bleeding minute I've been 
This is a Mighty Moon Media Podcast. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey, are you a super fan of Taylor Swift, Jelly Roll, or Morgan Wallen? Are you that song nerd who likes to dive into every little lyric of every little song and figure out what everything means? Do you want to take that a bit further, though? Because I have a podcast called Songwriter Soup, and it dives into the journey of a songwriter and how those people help craft the soundtrack of your life. I'm Laura Veltz, and I'm bringing all of my friends together to discuss our funny little job writing for all of your favorite artists. Listen to Songwriter Soup wherever you get your podcasts.